Welcome to the Own Your Time podcast. This is the host Kyle Marquardt and today we're going to talk about the five levels of the money game. So money is a game and there is five key levels. Each level has a lesson and each level has a fatal flaw that gets you stuck. So today we're going to break down those five levels so stay tuned it's going to be an amazing episode. The first level of money. Let's talk about the first level. This level is what I call the hard work level. So you learn the basics, right? The foundation of this pyramid that we're building right now is hard work. In order to be wealthy, in order to make money, you have to work hard. But the thing is, that is not all you have to do. It's a key part of it for sure, but this is where a lot of people get stuck. This is the employee level. So maybe you're an upper upper echelon employee, you understand that you have to work hard, but the thing is your fatal flaw is that you work for someone else. So you're going to be stuck in the level one of money. You're not ever going to be ultra wealthy or wealthy. You're never really going to get past level one because the math does not work as an employee. If you're working for someone else, you're trading your time for your money and you only have 24 hours in a day. So you're limited to the amount that you work per day and the math just does not make sense. You will never be very wealthy if all you do is work a job. And also, not even to mention the hour issue, there's also a tax issue. As a W-2 employee, you're going to be taxed on a much higher level and the government's going to interrupt your compounding. So our goal is to compound our wealth and to keep making more and more money and stacking, stacking, stacking. But the thing is the government's going to come in as if you're an employee and take 25-ish percent of your money every single year and they're going to interrupt your compounding. So not only are you shackled by the amount of time you work, but you're also shackled by the government and they're taxing you at a rate that's honestly insane. If you're an employee, you're getting taxed worse than anyone else. So this is the level one. The lesson is hard work. The fatal flaw is that you are an employee. You work for someone else. So level two, the lesson is now you learn, okay, I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be a business owner. But the fatal flaw here is that you do not invest. So it's someone who they start having success in their business. But the thing is they start to spend their business income on their lifestyle. So let's say you start a cool business, yada, yada. But the thing is you start to, you know, and your business is maybe doing six figures. But the thing is you start to spend that money on your lifestyle. So maybe you're making 100 grand a month, well now you go and buy a Porsche. Well fantastic man, I hope you keep making 100 grand a month forever because now your lifestyle requires that, right? So now you're stuck, you're shackled in your business. So level two is a, a lot of people make this huge mistake, especially small business owners, they start having success in their small business but they don't think past five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years and think, hmm, maybe this business doesn't keep working forever. You know, businesses can work for one to two years, but if you start taking money out of the business and requiring a certain monthly expense for your lifestyle, well, now your business better make that monthly expense. Otherwise, you're going to be on the street or you're going to have to give up a lot of those items that you like. And that's a painful situation. So that new Porsche you got that all your friends thought was really cool, that all the people from high school were jealous of. Well, guess what? Now you lost it because you were impatient and you didn't invest. So the fatal flaw here is someone who doesn't invest because if you don't invest, you don't create a machine, then your business has to run in perpetuity. And that means that you're going to be working forever until you die. And you might as well have just stayed in level one and been an employee. So let's move into level three. Level three is where you invest. So now you're not just relying on your business income. You're taking the money out of the business and you're reinvesting back into the business. And you're also investing in outside revenue generating sources like real estate. So we're going to use real estate for this example. 
the lesson here would be you're taking the money out of your business and you're investing it in real estate because now you have a machine that's going to pay you every month regardless of if you work or not, regardless of if, you're, if your business does well. So if I go and buy an apartment complex, I'm going to be making money as long as people need a place to live. And guess what? People are always going to need a place to live. So if I buy a good investment in a good area, people are always going to need a place to live and I'm going to keep making money no matter what because people are paying me on a month-to-month -month basis based on their rent. And so people are always going to need a place to live and they're always going to have to pay for that place to live. So I'm going to be making money forever and I don't have to stress out about are people going to still be buying whatever product I'm selling in 50 years? Is my business going to be outpaced? Well, guess what? People always need a place to live. You know, that's not going to, I'm always going to have an income there. It's going to be um, a machine that's going to print me money. But the thing here, the, the fatal flaw in lesson three, I um, mean, level three is they do not stabilize the investment. They don't keep ample reserves. So this person, maybe they just get the investment. They're starting to realize like, okay, this is awesome. Maybe year one, year two. And now instead of really building up their reserves and making sure that this investment is going to last and stand the test of time, no matter what, they start to take money out of the business. They start to take money out of the investment, which is not smart. You want to stabilize this asset and make sure that it has a lot of reserves because things can happen at any time. Like coronavirus is a great example of this. If you had a office space, let's say, you invested your business income in an office space, you're in level three, you're happy. But the thing is, you didn't have a bunch of reserves, you weren't patient, you weren't conservative, and you uh, basically didn't reinvest back into your, your asset and make sure to pay the debt down and make sure to have reserves. Well, guess what? Coronavirus just wiped out all of your income for you know however many months you're shut down for. It could be four, it could be six, it could be nine. If you don't have at least a year of reserves, then you're going to lose that asset and you're going to be all the way back to square one or square two or level one or level two in this situation. So you want to make sure that not only do you invest, but you also stabilize. And that brings us to level four. So the lesson in level four is that you have stabilized and you have ample reserves. So you're extremely patient. You not only have you done all of the things right, you work hard, you work for yourself, you invest the money that you make, but now you're stabilizing the money that you make and you're stabilizing the assets so that you're going to have a long-term um, cash flowing business. But the fatal flaw here, yes, there's even a fatal flaw at this high of a level. The, the fatal flaw is that you do not reinvest once you've stabilized and you do not diversify. The main issue here is the diversification. So let's say again for office space, you have invested in office space and you know, you're, you're, you've stabilized, you have some reserves, but guess what? What happens if people start working from home and there's a complete culture shift and, you know, offices are no longer valuable at all for the foreseeable future? Well, then if you don't have any investments in any other types of industries, then you're going to be, you know, reverted all the way back to level one. And that's a very painful process, especially if you've climbed all the way to level four. So you want to make sure that you're diversified and that you're reinvesting back into this asset so that it's the best asset in whatever class it's in. So let's say you are in a multifamily in this scenario. You want to keep reinvesting back into that property and making sure that it stays up to date, that the tenants are happy, that the, um, that the amenities are high quality. And that's, that's, that's something that you need to be doing. You need to be reinvesting and improving and improving. And also, you need to be diversified into other industries that are unaffected by each other. Because, again, office space or even retail or any other kind of business that potentially may be obsolete, you don't, you don't want to be in a situation where you're only making money from one industry. You don't even want to be in a situation where you're only making money from two industries. You want to be making money from several different industries. And this is the level four lesson because let's say you're a big hotelier and you owned a bunch of hotels and you were a super wealthy guy. All the hotels had a lot of reserves. You're doing really well. 
um, and you know you're reinvesting or stabilizing. But the thing is, you were not diversified outside of hotels. Well, guess what, man? No one's staying in a hotel for a while. Um, coronavirus may even impact hotels on a long-term basis. We have no idea. I'm not sure how long seminars are going to be a thing. These webinars seem to be very effective. A lot of people are going to webinars in a long, in a in a big way. And the host of that webinar doesn't have to pay for the hotel room. It doesn't have to you know, worry about people being able to pay for flights to get out to wherever the hotel is. So I don't know, man, you never really know what that seminar is going to look like in the future. And it's something where if you're not diversified, then you could get stuck and then revert it all the way back to level one, even though you worked super hard to get to level four. So let's get into level five. Level five is the ultra wealthy. This is the top 1% of people. This is the ultra wealthy people. This is where everyone really wants to be. And the lesson here is to re reinvest and diversify. So this is someone who has, not only do they work hard, not only do they work for themselves, not only do they invest, they also stabilize, they have ample reserves, but they also diversify across multiple industries and they reinvest constantly back into their portfolio. So they live below their means. And this is the key. If you've noticed there's a theme here, the person who is patient enough to live below their means and to keep reinvesting their money and putting it back in the machine, they are the person who's gonna be successful. So this is where it gets into the philosophical realm for me. And a lot of people, you'll, you'll know the quote, you know, the love of money is evil or the root of all evil is, is the love of money or whatever the Bible quote is. There, it's misquoted and I'm sure I've just misquoted it, which is kind of a, a funny situation. But basically, I believe that this all comes from the fact that people start to get this, this um, aggressiveness, this almost insecurity that they need to be spending money on a certain level. And they start to think the money's theirs. The money's never really yours, man. It's part of the system. And you have to keep fueling the system. Otherwise, you're going to get burned. You're going to kink the hose and the water's not going to flow anymore. No matter how much money you have, you can't start hoarding it. You can't start getting scared. You can't start stop. You cannot stop doing what got you there. You can't be someone who then, as soon as you get very wealthy, you just clutch onto the money and you, or you spend it all and you try to have this lifestyle that impresses people that you don't even know or like. Because the people who really love you in your life, the inner circle that you have, your family, your friends, those people don't care what car you drive. Honestly, they don't. Go ask them. They really don't care. The thing is, you are trying to look a certain way. You have an image. You have an insecurity. And it might not even be an insecurity. Maybe you just don't know any better. Maybe you think that's what success is. But the thing is, that's not what success is. And that's what's going to actually revert you all the way back to level one, is the person who overextends and spends too much of their income on their lifestyle. And they start to think that the money's theirs. They, they've earned it. It's you know, it's their rightful property. Money's not an object. You cannot really own it. It can flow through you at the, at the whatever, um, flow through your bank account, flow through your investments at, at a given time, but it's never really yours. And to think of it as an object is what gets you stuck. So even at level five, you can get reverted back. And the fatal flaw here at level five is to stop doing what got you there. So if you find a way to get all the way to the ultra wealthy, you've invested properly, you've done all these things correct, if you then start to think of money as an object and you think you've made it, you get a little arrogant and you start to treat money as an object and not as a flow, well, guess what? You can lose all that as well. Several people have um, gone bankrupt from being billionaires or ultra millionaires. So definitely keep doing the right thing. Keep sticking to these core principles. You have to always come back to these fundamentals, which is money's not an object. Keep it moving. Keep it flowing. And don't try to impress people with material items. Don't start spending your money. That's what dumb people do. If you're really, really wealthy and you really understand the game, 
then you're not impressed by Ferraris and Lamborghinis. You actually, it's a really obvious red flag. It's almost like someone walking in with a dunce cap and they think it's cool. They think the dunce cap's in style and, and they're walking in the room, you know, oh, look at my dunce cap. Isn't this cool? All the kids are, all the kids love this. It's like, dude, everyone in the room who actually knows it actually gets the, the game thinks you're an idiot. So if you're trying to impress people, you're trying to look successful, the only people you're impressing are people who are not successful. The really successful people understand that that is what idiots do and that they're going to immediately group you into the idiotic range. When the real core desire of buying those really high-end material items is typically so that you can fit into this group of successful people. That's really your insecurity. You want to be viewed as a successful person. But the funny and ironic thing is that when you go and you buy these high-end material items, you end up grouping yourself with the non-successful people. So you do the exact opposite of what you're trying to do. So even if you are someone who recognizes that, you know, I want the, to spend the money so that I have a status position, well, guess what? That's not even effective because the status position is actually given to you when you are understanding the game. People under, game respects game, essentially. It's the same thing in sports. It's the same thing in money. People who are ultra wealthy, I guarantee it, they know they will not be tricked by the Instagram Lamborghini. That's not the people who have Instagram Lamborghinis are not that successful. That's the funny thing. The really successful people don't post on Instagram. I, I encourage you to go and look at like uh, Sergey Brin, the founder of Google, and tell me how much he posts on Instagram and how much uh, flashy wealth he has. That guy's a billionaire. You know, he doesn't post very much. Uh, same with uh, Bezos. Do you ever see that guy on Instagram flexing? Like very rarely. I don't even know if he even has an Instagram. Like that's the situation. People who are actually successful don't care about this stuff. It's the mid-level people who are stuck in, le in, in level two and level three who, who post on social media. And even some people in level four do that. The level five people, the real level five people, they do not post like this. So understand the game and try to, try to win the game because if you do any of those other things, you always are at the risk to be reverted back to level one. And you don't want to have that journey. That's a very painful thing. It's kind of like... If you've ever played, I mean, it's really like a video game. It's like losing in the last second in a sports game. It's like you work super hard for four quarters and someone hits a buzzer beater on you. Like that's, that's what it feels like. And it's all because you let your guard down at the last moment. So don't be like that, right? Their only real security in the money game is to be at level five and to keep um, with these core principles of humility, living below your means and keeping the money flowing, not getting attached to wealth, not getting attached to money. And that's why people you know, donate when they're really wealthy as well as to keep the lack of attachment. That's one of the reasons. I mean, honestly, unfortunately, some people donate for the publicity. But the thing is, the real honest reason that you should donate money, if you're not a spiritual person, would be to continue to keep that understanding that money's not yours. It's not an object. It's something to be utilized. It's a tool. It's not something to be obsessed with. It's not something to attach your, your worth to as a human. It's just an object. It's just a tool. So do not attach your worth. Do not attach any sort of anything to money. It's just a, it's just a tool. So I hope this was helpful. I hope people can start to understand the levels. I hope that you can figure out what level you're on and figure out how to get to the higher levels and continue to just keep working and don't get distracted by all the noise. Don't get distracted by the Instagram entrepreneurs. Try to continue to stay humble, stay low key. Don't spend all your money on stupid stuff. Keep reinvesting and get to that level five. So I hope this episode was great. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the episode.